2: bonus episode of tis the podcast the podcast that's determined to keep the christmas spirit alive 365 days per year i'm anthony i'm julia no i'm batman (laughs) 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 thanks for thanks for joining our show tonight
0: mr batman i'm just gonna growl through this whole episode no (laughs) guys i'm so excited (laughs) i had to go look because we talked about we've been talking about doing this for so long I ordered this book in October of last year. It has been almost a whole year since I bought this book. Yes. This graphic novel comic for us to talk about.
2: Yeah. So for our listeners who might not be aware, tonight we're finally, after literally a year since we launched this Patreon, saying we were going to do it. We are going to be covering the 2011 DC graphic
0: novel, Batman Noel, written and illustrated by Lee Bermeo. I... Knew the moment I got this in the mail and opened it up that I was going to love it. The cover is just, it's just unbelievable. So I am a huge Batman fan. I am definitely a child of the DC universe. And uh, growing up, Batman was always my favorite superhero. I love Stan Lee. And yeah, it's just, uh, uh, so when I learned there was a Batman Christmas, I got really excited. And I think I've read it about a dozen times over the last year and I'm really excited to talk about it with you guys tonight. Julia, what's your history with this slash Batman in general?
2: (laughs) And comic books, are you a comic girl in general?
1: No, so... um,
0: I think I've got some comics that can convert you.
1: So here's my issue with comic books, and my brother had like three X-Men comic books when I was a kid, and I loved those things. I'm a Marvel Girl myself. X Men was my first true love. Um, I've enjoyed Batman in the movies, the movie versions of Batman. My problem with comic books is I feel like you have to put a whole lot of stock into reading them for a long amount of time to get up to date on what's happening in the one you've picked up. Like you can't just pick up a comic book. You have to know. However, you know, you have to know the history of the characters to really enjoy them. So for me, it's like a lot of investment up front in order to enjoy what's in my hands. So that I think is what I really liked about this graphic novel. One, I know enough about Batman to kind of know, you know, this stuff, most of it. And two, it was a story that's not a Batman story that I know very well too. So I really, I really enjoyed this. Here's a funny thing about it being a year since we we tried to do this. So I bought the book at the same time Tom probably did and read it in preparation for recording that episode. And when I first read it, I was just kind of, meh, it's all right. I mean, the artwork blew me away. Unbelievable. But the story was just kind of all right. So my kids have a Sunday school teacher at church that they serve with a whole lot. He's a massive Batman fanatic, like fanatic. So it was before Christmas and I had read it and I'm like, we're going to be doing the episode in a few weeks and I'm probably not going to read this again. So I wrapped it up and I gave it to him for Christmas and he freaked out, had never read it, was totally excited. And I'm like, yay, what a win. A year goes by. We have still not done this. And I swear to goodness, I've forgotten 90% of the stuff in this book for today. (laughs) Today, I bought the Kindle version, which cool thing. You can buy graphic novels on Kindle, which I thought was pretty cool. And zoom and,
2: in. I like that about and, the Kindle version. Yeah, it
1: does like this c- cinematic effect, which was super cool, which I almost think made it easier to read because it thought for you. Um, and so I read it again today, and I like this much better on second reading. So I'm really kind of glad it worked out the way it did. But that's my history.
2: Well, I'm glad, yeah. glad right. you liked it upon second reading. <laughs> yeah. So my history with this, uh, I'm a huge Batman fan. I was a huge comic fan growing up, specifically like Tom, a child of the DC universe and Batman in particular. He's one of my favorite fictional characters of all time. Mm-hmm. But um, being a Christmas fanatic like myself and following the comics and Batman, when I, when it was announced prior to its publication that this would be a batman christmas story that um was basically the batman version of a christmas carol i was super excited and uh yes i got this like the month it was released and uh i loved it and i still love it i read this probably every christmas season i think since it came out and uh yeah i'm really excited to talk about it tom do you want to give our listeners a quick overview of the plot real quick for those who might not have read it It's a Christmas Carol.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a Christmas Carol. (laughs) Um, Really, guys, if you've read A Christmas Carol, you're golden. I mean, this is is a pretty true to form. It's got a dark Frank Miller feel to it. Oh, totally. Extremely dark. But yeah, it just follows the same story.
2: Bruce Wayne and slash Batman is in the role of Scrooge, and uh, you basically have Catwoman, Superman, and the Joker as the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, respectively.
0: Which, especially having Catwoman as the the ghost of Christmas past, to a DC fan, is just makes total sense. I did not really love the idea of Joker as Christmas future when it came up. I kind of rolled my eyes. So that's where it kind of deviated, right? It wasn't a look at how great things are in the future. You see in the um, in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol and in most versions of it, when you see the ghosts of Christmas future, everybody's life is happy. The only sad thing is uh, Scrooge, right? He's gone. But here you have like the Joker tormenting a family, and uh, it actually it, it ended up working well. I just didn't like the idea of the joker as christmas future for some reason
1: i think it was just pushing the scary button instead it was, of well, it was the, just
0: when i turned to that page i rolled my eyes and i'm like really
2: so what i liked about the joker as christmas future or the deviation that this made from the original dickens story right i like that it kind of show batman like Batman as a character is a loner, right? He know, he doesn't play well with others, which is what makes his dynamics in the Justice League comics so interesting because he's forced to work with the team. Nobody loved him. But the, the deviation I liked is that his little glimpse into the future showed him how worse off people would be without him. I like that, you know, Commissioner Gordon would go to jail without possibility of parole for helping obstruct justice by shielding Batman for all these years and that Alfred was basically kicked out of the mansion and the mansion was put up at an state sale. I thought that was interesting. I liked um, the realization he came to that he does have a positive effect on
0: people's lives. Yeah. When you first see, uh, what was his name, Bob? Bob mm-hmm. With
2: Bob and Tim, right? They kept those names.
0: Yep, Bob Cratchit and Tim. I liked that, how true it stayed to the book. It originally it, it struck me as like, oh, look, it's Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim. But man... <laughs> Is this a sad Bob Cratchit? And- <laughs>
1: <laughs> he sweats a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, 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 th- I
2: think uh, I'd sweat a lot too if uh, I was yeah. forced to work for the Joker.
1: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was going to say that I thought, I don't think it would have been possible to have had this and not had Catwoman. She's my favorite character of all of the Batman stuff. She's always been my favorite Primarily because of Michelle Pfeiffer, let's just be honest. Um, But I thought as far as which ghost focused on him as a younger version of himself was an odd choice. But again, that might be gaps in my knowledge because I haven't read comic books. I figured Alfred would know more young Bruce Wayne than anybody
0: would. Well, in this universe, Selina Kyle, who is Catwoman, and Bruce Wayne had romantic... Involvement in the past
1: when they were young, young, young. So, like in Gotham, when they're that age, because I have I don't know this.
0: Well, if like you, if you watch, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's Gotham's definitely giving some take from DC, so that's one interpretation. But yeah, I mean, um I'm trying to think back now, I should have re- a little bit more. But they knew each other for a long time, and that's where that that yeah
2: yeah like in Batman return it's kind of like from the moment they meet each other, they're. um Fascinated by one another to the point of attraction, so they've always. Uh, she always like playing with him, like she calls out in the book. You know, you used to chase me all night until you finally caught me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I think um, the past stuff. I loved the big splash page in this comic book when she's making him reflect on his past, and you see it's like a big splash page of all his villains and a younger Batman in a different suit and a younger Catwoman and him just taking them all down. I thought that was a beautiful. I want that. I kind of want that image as my background. But the art in general in this book,
0: I really loved it.
1: It is. I just. I just can't even. It. I mean, this guy is just incredibly talented.
0: The cemetery on the back, really, like seeing the statue of Superman and Catwoman mm-hmm. as like angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. And that the Joker's face on on the tombstone. It did pull from the. Uh, You did see the influence of modern Joker. I mean, the the deep, deep gashes of the smile. Yeah, definitely Heath Ledger vibes. Yeah. But to what you were saying earlier, Tom,
2: this is definitely a Frank Miller type Batman. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. It's kind of like just a notch below Frank Miller. Like, this is probably him before he becomes a frank miller batman he's older he's more cynical about what he does he's becoming more violent to the point people are calling him out on it i mean batman's obviously in the role of scrooge in this story but um he attaches a tracer to bob or tiny tim so he can Mm. watch them like and Alfred like basically calls him out somebody's gonna get hurt if you Mm. Do things this way if you bait, I,
0: if you use a child as bait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
2: mean, really, and that's I <laughs> loved that Jason Todd was the ghost of Marley. Do you know Jason Todd was the dead Robin who the Joker killed in the, the past. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I
0: mean,
1: that that wasn't very Marley to me. I mean, it it didn't. I don't. know, I feel like it should have scared him more because Marley in the original is just terrifying, mm-hmm. and it's the jumping off point. And it was more of a Sorrow, which I get with him, right? Because it should be, but I don't know that. Also, didn't click in. But I'm, I'm kind of of the mind where does it matter if it clicks in? I mean, this is a different story of a story we love, and so I would have liked a little more than that. I always like the Robin and Batman relationship.
2: Yeah, I do too. I would love to see Robin done properly on the big screen one day.
1: Yeah, Chris Robin. O'Donnell didn't do it for you. <laughs>
0: Not a sadly, good Robin. Sadly, no. <laughs> oh, which it is sad because I could have been. Oh, Although, oh my God! Though, if
2: you watch that movie, I sorry, I caught that movie recently. His parents die in that movie, and they're making it sound like Chris O'Donnell in that movie is underage, and Batman's adopt uh, taking him in until he's of age. I'm like, dude, that guy's like 25. You don't have to take him in.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I haven't seen you that movie. Say and then.
1: I haven't either. So my favorite, the Dark Knight Rises at the very end when you find out that that's Robin, like goosebumps all over my body. I couldn't even, like that moment was just one of those really good movie moments you don't get near often enough because of idiots with spoilers online and nobody had spoiled (laughs) that for me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it was just a divine experience, that one. I like that, too. I loved that. I'm just
0: flipping through the pages and just looking. I li- I do like the way they showed uh, the evolution of the bat costume, too, in here.
1: Yeah, that was cool. And the Batmobile. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, but the Harvey Dent illustration, too, Two-Face. Oh. So are you guys fans of the fatalistic, older, washed up, not washed up, but soon to be washed up, aging batman i like the older batman i like
2: when he's a little bit older he has a rogues gallery that he has a history with them all and it's just yeah and he's can be more of that father figure to robins and Batgirls
0: and everything like that that, that's my favorite
1: i'm kind of ambivalent about it
0: she's a marvel girl we don't really care what she thinks
1: (laughs) pretty much (laughs) pretty much um I do like my Bruce Wayne with a little bit of gray around his temples.
0: That's what I like so much about Ben Affleck is Batman. He was amazing.
1: He had great Batman face.
0: He looked exactly like Bruce Wayne from the animated series. He did. He did. The idea of a fatalistic past his prime Batman, which we see here because obviously for those of you who haven't read it, um, when Superman – the ghost of Christmas present comes to Batman. Batman is getting sick. He's getting pneumonia and not acknowledging it. So he's having an, he's having issues, which to me, I mean, we're seeing this and we're looking at where he is in his life and, and everything we're seeing. He's having this issue. I mean, that's, that's obviously a sign of an issue with, besides the fact that he's facing the three ghosts and looking at what life is going to be like without him, he's having an issue facing his own mortality here. Can I just
2: say Superman as the ghost of Christmas present worked perfectly for me?
1: Oh, and the color and everything. Oh, the color. Yeah. And I love that they got Luke Wilson to play Superman. I was so happy about that. (laughs) Especially that one right there where his eyes are glowing. Tell me that's not Luke Wilson. That's Luke Wilson.
2: (laughs) A little bit.
1: A lot bit. (laughs) It's definitely Luke Wilson.
2: So I really liked when Superman's telling Batman that he thinks that sometimes helping people and saving people can be just as easy as showing them your face and showing them somebody exactly
0: like them. Which is is an okay line, except for the fact that he's from another planet and has superpowers that can only be limited by kryptonite. Well,
2: Well, even Batman replied to him, showing them your face is easy when a bullet can bounce off of it.
0: <laughs> some cheesy comic book
2: lines. There was another. What was the line that really got me? Hold on. I love though throughout the comics in general, uh, Batman and Superman's relationship. I just love the dichotomy and the contrast. You have this dark, gloomy loner, and literally the symbol of optimism and hope. And that's mm-hmm. somehow they manage to make a friendship work. Are you current? Do you currently read the titles, Tom? Batman.
0: I have not read comics in about two or three years.
2: So they DC just had this. It's still an ongoing arc where um, Bruce, the, Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle got engaged. But um, they had a, a few really good issues dedicated to Batman and Superman's friendship within that arc. Like uh, Batman's kind of ashamed to tell Superman he's engaged because he's afraid he'll judge him because it's a super villain he's engaged to and Superman finds out and he's kind of hurt that he didn't hear from Batman first like they do some really good character tributes throughout the um, story arc but including my favorite issue was a double date between Clark and Lois and Bruce and (laughs) Selina where oh they God. where they end up going to a fair, a costumed fair, and they don't they only have their real costumes. So uh, Lois and Superman take Batman and Catwoman's costume, and vice versa, and that's how they show up at the. fair. It's really awesome. But
1: does seem like a conflict of interest to marry a super villain.
2: alert for those listening, but they don't get married.
1: <laughs> she,
2: she breaks it off.
1: It's a wise decision. It would have Imagine. sucked if they got married.
2: She, well, she, she gave a noble reason for breaking it off so she could still have that good moment. She said something like, uh, in her note, she left him. Uh, oh, in a note. She, she left him a note that basically said, you know, um, basically the gist of it was, you'll never grow up. You're, and she said, and that's not a criticism, but like you were, you're always that boy who couldn't get over his parents' death. And I feel if we take this plunge, you will. And that won't be good for Gotham. They basically that you can't be the hero if you're happy. I so see. I'm going to sacrifice my happiness as well in my heroic moment because people of Gotham need you. But one That's more thing. <laughs> but okay, one, one more thing. One, but one more thing before we move on from that whole storyline. When they got married, Alf, he asked Alfred to be his best man because he said it was me and it was me and you from the beginning. I've never been able to do anything without you, and I can't imagine
0: doing anything without you
1: Aww. in the future. That's
0: neat. Yeah. What was your favorite scene in this book?
2: So my favorite scene was probably the Ghost of Christmas Present stuff. I think Superman probably slid into the role of that specific ghost more than Catwoman and Joker did for me. And just because the colors got brighter Mm -hmm. and you saw... um, he was showing Batman the good in humanity during that scene, right? And how good yeah. people still are. That gave me Christmassy feels. So that was probably my favorite scene. My favorite uh, art, though, was the stuff um, in the past when you're getting glimpses of, like you said, Tom, his costume evolving and all his different villains he's fought over the years. And Robin. And There's that really campy image of... Uh, Catwoman has Robin tied up with a tiger launching at him like that, that just reminded me of a very like 1960s Adam West type catwoman thing to do. <laughs> the uh Julie what,
0: what was your favorite?
1: Same thing. I like as far as the scene goes, I like the Batman and Superman stuff and I think my favorite artwork is where Superman is holding on to Batman and they're flying and like Superman is broad-chested and holding himself up and his head is up and then batman's like crumpled and you know just the dichotomy of those two the yin and yang of the two characters in general that artwork was just really poignant to me
0: how about you tom i really liked the scene where um batman comes in and saves bob when bob is getting ready to shoot the joker and the joker is trying to provoke him to become this evil person and um, you, can tell, you can see in the artwork that Bob is cracking. And Batman co- tells him, um, no, you're not a criminal. Show your son the kind of man you are. Show him what a hero is. And as this is all going on, you've got Batman coming to the realization that he had gone too far, that there's more to it. And, and as a result, you know, after all is said and done when he's at home, resting up and, and relaxing and getting better, he sends a Christmas tree to Bob and, and Tim and at the end tim is really excited to see his uh, christmas story i really did i got christmas feels from it i really did i hated the last line though where it's 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 the author's trying too hard to evoke a response by having tim say what's the moral of the story right i mean mm-hmm. bob bob asks tim what's the moral of the story come on well i think we talked about
2: this last year when we initially discussed co- uh covering this graphic novel, but I think we talked about it off um, offline for a bit. One of the things that didn't work for me was Bob as the, narr- the narrator's voice
0: throughout. I could have done without. I could have too, if they would have had another person instead of having Bob tell Tim the story that Tim was involved in throughout <laughs> the entire part. Right. <laughs> like, he didn't even, like he wasn't even telling Tim this as if Tim was removed and just learning this. He's, he's, that'd be like me telling my daughter a bedtime story about the day we just had today. <laughs> You
2: know,
1: you should try that and see (laughs) if it flies. At some point, she's like, "Daddy, was that today?"
0: (laughs) I, I, I was there, Dad. I was there. So you know, a part,
2: and I really shouldn't like, like this is a nitpick, you know. Comics defy logic all the time, right? so but this just made me roll my eyes when superman drops batman at the car and then flies away and the car explodes Mm -hmm. and the joker comes and tate hauls him away right so superman found batman initially because he heard his crackling lungs from like five cities over wherever he was but he couldn't hear the car explode and hear Batman in trouble like 20 seconds after flying away.
0: (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Although, you know, I guess if if we want to put the argument together, maybe he had flown, you know, all the way across the world at that point. Ah, okay. I'll buy that. I can see it. I still don't buy it. I also don't buy him hearing his crackling lung. And when he calls, when he tells, when Batman tells him to leave, you know, leave it to medical professionals. (laughs) Come
2: on. <laughs> oh. I have a question for you. Why do you think you liked reading it this, sec- this time around, Julia, and you did not the first time?
1: I have zero idea. None. I wonder if my headspace was wrong the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or this time it could have a lot to do with the weather is cooling off just like by degrees and I'm super pumped for Christmas and this was just another medium to get excited about Christmas in. I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe that's it. And I really kind of wonder if it's the Kindle format, which is crazy because I'm reading it on my phone, which is not a large phone, but I liked that it guided me through the story.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: I'm Yeah, I'm not a well-versed comic eye like y'all are. So, yeah. That, that's I Sarah. can see Sarah's sentiment, you know, how it's hard to track. And mm-hmm. apparently with this one, it doesn't have – this guy did the – captions it differently it doesn't have brackets on them or they don't have paint windows they in or whatever the word is
2: yeah they don't all have pa- uh, panels. panels
1: panels there we go
2: panels so would you read this again
1: i'm definitely gonna read it again i'm kind of tempted to buy a hard copy again that's the crazy <laughs> thing i'm like darn it <laughs> it was such a good christmas present though so i kind of can't be upset about that um,
0: what about you tom Oh, I have well, read it multiple times. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, there are a few of a few books that I really like a lot, or a few comics that I really like a lot. I read um, Red Sun pretty regularly. I love that one, and I let people borrow it. Um, I've had to buy a. I've had to buy a few copies of that one. Well, well, you see,
2: WB wants to do that el- uh, elsewhere. Elseworld's live-action banner, right? Have you heard that? No. So basically that they can do these one-off stories about signing actors for multiple deals. So I would love to see Red Sun or The Long Halloween, which is one of my favorites. I like
0: The Long Halloween, too. Or
2: Batman Noel adapted for that. So
0: in these elsewhere comics, they're like an alt-universe. I think alt-world is what DC or Marvel calls them. Mm -hmm. Um, But in Red Sun... Julia, Superman hits Earth twelve hours later. So instead of landing in the United States, he lands in Soviet Russia, and so the S on his chest is replaced with the sickle and sheath, and he's like this communist hero of the people.
1: Wow, that's of... cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really good. If I ever actually see you again, I'll let you borrow it.
1: Yeah, I don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds really neat. I am I am constantly impressed by how creative and unique so many of these comic book storylines are. Like There's, just
2: remarkable. One of the ones I'd recommend to you and our listeners since this is a Christmas podcast, The Long Halloween is a mm-hmm. Batman graphic novel. Where he's dealing with a killer in Gotham who kills every holiday. So, like, it's split up into months. So, New Year's, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. And he's, you know, going through his villains, trying to figure out who this is. And uh, it's really good. The Joker lands on Christmas. It's good. It's really good.
1: Wow.
0: The other one I really like is uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, yeah. That one's really good. Which is, uh, that was the first one, wasn't it?
2: I, that was the first Elseworlds one, yeah.
0: So it puts Batman in a Victorian era Gotham, and yeah. he and he's fighting Jack the Ripper. Oh, <gasps> they have That's a lot cool. of them. They have like Batman Noir. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I, just, that, I really like.
0: I really like Elseworlds. I haven't read Superman Elseworlds though.
2: I, I would be very surprised uh, since uh, DC puts out so many of those animated films that they didn't eventually get to Red Sun or. Batman Noel, since they're both very well received. Long Halloween, I'm surprised they haven't done yet. They did the Dark Knight Returns in a two-parter, which was really good. Yeah,
0: I remember the Long Halloween. I haven't read it in years. I remember it from being a kid, though. It's really good. Then they came out while I was in high school. Well, before Anthony was born.
1: Mm-hmm. No oh, age jokes. That age joke out of his <laughs> mouth.
0: <laughs> I was just beating Anthony to it.
1: But <laughs>
2: No age jokes. I'm not an ageist. <laughs> so, for those of you who are listening to this episode, Julia, do you want to tell them more exciting Patreon comment content we have coming up?
1: Yeah, we're gonna ride this holiday train all the way to the station. We've got um, we've got some really good non-Christmas content coming up. So for Halloween coming up this year, we are going to. <laughs> We're going to watch and quote incessantly the Halloween episodes of The Office. (laughs) So if you have been a Patreon patron for a while, you know that we have our unedited version of The Office episodes for Christmas, and that's a rather lengthy episode. We expect the same from the Halloween episodes. Um, For Thanksgiving, we're going to celebrate in that way with Friends Thanksgiving episodes, which I am incredibly excited about. And... um, It will be a return after that. We are doing Christmas commercials, not just American commercials, we're doing British commercials because let's face it, they're almost better than ours. Um, We're gonna watch those and review them as well, as well as the potential episode of reviewing Christmas music that is new this year, which I'm not super excited about by the way, but it should be interesting.
2: And we're thinking, possibly, if we can make it work of doing that, uh, covering the tree lighting, uh, the, the Rockefeller tree lighting. tree lighting live somehow.
1: I would be more excited about that than Christmas music out this year.
2: I would, too. I think that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Riffing live. Lighting. That would be really fun.
1: I don't know. Are we good live? We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. We certainly can't talk in unison.
0: If not, we could, we could always... Pulling a Michael quote from the uh, Halloween episode. <laughs> uh, it's not a popularity contest, although it does make sense to fire the least popular. It has, <laughs> it has least effect on morale. So uh, if we do poorly, we can, one of us can go. And we'll do it as a popularity contest.
2: There are so many good Halloween ones. It's
1: already starting. Do you,
2: I love when... Daryl dresses up as Dracula. Michael comes in and he's like, "Blackula," and Daryl's like, "Dracula." <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the costume contest. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait. we're gonna. So it's gonna, be, gonna be a be good.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a good run of not just Patreon episodes. So thank you for listeners listening to this for your patronage, um, but thank you for listening to our regular free episodes too. Tom, do you want to tell them what we have coming up on the
2: main show for them to look forward to?
0: We're going to do the Mickey Christmas Carol with our friend Tim Babb from Can't Wait for Christmas Podcast. Mm -hmm. And this guy, guys, Tim is a Disney fanatic. So I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of us listening to Tim telling us cool stuff.
1: Hey, I'm cool with that. Me too.
0: Week off. That's right.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's what it was like when Brian Earle joined us as well. We were just like, ooh, talk more in your dulcet tones and give us all the facts.
2: I don't know what day this is dropping, so we can't give you an official countdown to Christmas, but we can say we are under 100 days. So just be excited yeah. about that, guys. That's crazy. I'm excited. What are you going to do for music? For this one,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> <Da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na>. <laughs> do that one.
2: So, so they have a Batman version of Carol the Bells from the Arkham oh. Origins uh, video game. I think it's Joker's Carol the Bells, actually, but um, it's a darker cool. sounding one. Um, which, by the way, if you're a Batman fan and a video game fan, Arkham Origins takes place on Christmas Eve when they take out a hit on ba- the villains. Take out a hit on Batman Christmas Eve, so he's hunted down all christmas it's a good game but hmm. so look that up because that's fun
0: batman so, arkham origins carol the bell's joker's theme song it has my vote i just cheated and listened to it while well, instead of listening to anthony talk <laughs> so there you go that's what you are about to hear people bye guys bye, bye. bye.